Paul, you 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 were you're co-authoring a, a book with Anne Chick on on sustainable design. I'm sure the reason why you why you <coughs> worked on the book was because there was not really a good book out there. <laughs> um, just give us a little bit an an an, an insight in, in what you do at Kingston and and maybe just just maybe f shortly the history how how this sustainable issue raised up in your school. Okay, yeah, of course. So as Harold said, I. I'm not a trained designer. I studied philosophy initially um, and entered the design school, well, the faculty at Kingston 11 years ago. And it's a faculty of fine arts, communication design, product design, architecture, fashion, really broad. So for me to try to you know, encapsulate what are the, the main guiding principles of what we do as a faculty is, is quite a challenge maybe, but um, I think the kind of core values we try to engender in all our students are problem finding, problem setting, rather than simply problem solution. Um, interdisciplinarity, as in thinking outside of the discipline that you are formally studying. So although you may be on a course called um, fashion design, trying to move beyond the boundaries that have maybe constrained practitioners in particular disciplines historically. Of course, we, we value creativity, independence. Um, making for us is important also, so delivering design outcomes um, and actually being responsive. And sometimes people say that designers should be socially responsible or environmentally responsible, but I think Papanek said Let's be responsive to the needs of society, to the needs um, of, of people. So I think being responsive to audiences and to bigger societal cultural trends is something we really encourage also. Um, and so in terms of sustainability and its presence in our curriculum, um, formally it isn't really present very much, I have to say. We have a few experts who, for whom sustainability is their, their main focus. And because our studio culture is really quite open in terms of the briefs that we set and the briefs that students initiate, often they may be engaged in sustainability accidentally in that the projects they're interested in um, are actually about themes that we would perhaps cluster under the title of sustainability, but they maybe haven't quite theorized it or framed it in that way yet, which I think is, is an interesting thing to observe. So sustainability in the way that we teach, um, it's possible for a student to navigate through our courses without perhaps having any class which is entitled sustainability. Yet lots of our tutors are introducing these kinds of ideas in their teaching. Um, and so we don't have a very kind of rigid, uh, scheduled education in the principles of sustainability, yet it's more informal. So, you know, hopefully the students will find that interest for themselves. Um, and so one of the questions we are looking, we've been asked to respond to here is, designed for the future, what does it look like? Um, and actually picking up on the word resilience, I think, is really key. 
Um, you know, resilience means being able to withstand external shocks and to carry on. And within sustainability circles, people are talking about resilience now quite often. Um, Long-termism, rather than simply designing a product that will sell in a market for a client for a short period of time, you know, thinking in terms of needs rather than simply wants. And, you know, working across disciplines, not just within design, but actually more broadly. So involving psychologists, sociologists, anthropologists in what designers do. I lead a master's program called Sustainable Design. And we accept non-designers on the program, as we should, because it's being led by a non-designer. And so if an anthropologist comes along who has experience, aptitude, interest in the, the kind of issues that sustainability embraces, then they have a contribution to make to the design arena, even if their contribution isn't about skills necessarily. And so we try to engender aptitudes, attitudes, rather than just technical skills, because technical skills can be learnt later, um, but what can't really be um, easily substituted for is an approach, um, an aptitude, an inquisitiveness, an interest in these broader pictures and broader agendas. And I think, finally, um, we have to accept that sometimes a satisfactory design outcome is redesigning the problem or designing a better statement of what the problem is, rather than thinking we have to rush to some physical, tangible outcome that seems to respond to the problem as it is currently defined. So, you know, to return to my first words about problem finding, problem setting, and actually maybe understanding the challenges that we face better, that's something that designers can help us all to do. Thank you, Paul.